Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Hey, what's what's up, up, you you guys? guys? I'm Andrea. And I'm Haley. And you're listening to... Inhuman, a true crime podcast, our 100th episode! I cannot believe that we are on our hundred. A hundred. We have FaceTime slash Zoom slash other things. I don't even know. A hundred times. Hundred times. Yep. And, cr- and and more than that, probably more than that. And today is the one year anniversary of our very first episode. Yes, it is. How yes, crazy it is. is that? That our hundredth episode fell on. The one year anniversary. Well, it didn't fall on it, but we decided to do bonus. We kind of planned it, so that but it yeah, fall on, it, fall on it. Yeah, it's totally fine. But we are so excited. We can. We're, well, first of all, thank you guys so much for caring enough about yeah. our podcast, about us, and these cases to have stuck around this long. Because I know some of you are OGs, and yeah, we started with you know a crazy case and dove deep into it and now we're you know sharing these cases every week and we're just so thankful to you guys for caring so much yeah we appreciate all of our listeners so so much every time you guys send us a dm or leave us a review or you know comment on facebook or post on our in our facebook group we like get so excited we do like we literally (laughs) text each other all the time like oh my gosh look at this one look at this one i know all day yeah (laughs) <laughs> we really appreciate you guys so much. We wouldn't be here without you guys. We're so glad that you love the podcast as much as we do. And yeah, here's to another hundred. We have some very exciting things coming up. And I hate saying yes, that because do. I hate when people say that and then don't tell what it is. But yeah, I promise we are working on some really exciting things behind the scenes and we're just really excited for for the next year and next hundred episodes of this podcast. Yes. And you guys will be in the know soon, so don't worry. Yeah, absolutely. But we wanted to bring you guys a bonus episode today to hit, to release an episode on our one year, to mm-hmm. do a special hundredth episode. And just because we love doing listener stories and we have gotten so many good ones. So we yes. wanted to share some with you today and I'm so excited. Yeah, because we're celebrating y'all today, too, because without y'all, we wouldn't be here. (laughs) So true. Yeah. Okay, so I guess without further ado, (laughs) we will just jump right into it. Woohoo! Okay. Number four, I think. Yeah, this is the fourth one. And this is going to be, let me make sure she said we can, okay. This is from Tabitha, and it says, hello, with an exclamation point. Hello. Hi, Tabitha. Hi, Tabitha. I am obsessed with your podcast. Y'all have become my favorite one, which is so sweet. Thank you. Um, So I lived in Cleveland, Tennessee my whole life, now in Vicksburg, Mississippi. Highly haunted here, FYI. Ooh, I bet so. Mississippi. No, thank you. That, that old, old land. Yeah. Um, And built a house on family land that my papa, is that how you say it? Or maybe uh, it's papa. I would say papa. I would Papa? say Papa, probably. Okay. I actually Sorry grew up on. that wrong. <laughs> yeah. The land has been in my family for around 150 years. So anyway, all of my grandparents were sick and expected to pass away soon. That is so tragic and so sad. Yeah. Um, and my Papa built me an exact replica of the little cabin he <gasps> lived in where my new house now sat. Oh, that is so sweet. I had gone to get my little cabin and stayed down at their house until around 1030 that night. My husband at the time worked second shift, so he wasn't home and our house sat back in the woods so no one could see it. 
As I was getting my purse and the little cabin out of my car, I thought to myself that it was going to storm because the wind was getting really bad, but then all of a sudden, it went totally still, and this blast of cold air hit me so hard it took my breath away. It was summer in Tennessee, so it was probably around 84 degrees still at 10.30 p.m., which I can totally relate to. It's like that in the summer here, too. Oh, my gosh. And all I can describe... Wait, and all I can describe the sound that screeched my name as clear as anyone saying it was what we called a banshee screaming. Ugh. That reminds oh me of the show Angel. Did you ever watch that? I didn't. Okay, well, they had like an episode where there was a banshee on there and it was literally blood curdling screaming. Right. <laughs> so that's what I'm picturing. Okay. I literally dropped my purse. Not the cabin, though, lol. Don't blame you. (laughs) (laughs) And got in the house like lightning and called my papa to come up with his gun. (laughs) I was shaking so hard when he got there, and he said I was as pale as a ghost. So I told him the whole story, and turns out, inside my little cabin, it has actual flooring and the old newspaper walls that he'd saved from from when it was torn down. Oh my gosh. He then proceeded to tell me that my great-great-grandfather was a quote-unquote mean mean alcoholic and loved to scare people. Well, I think it was him, (laughs) and I carried his spirit back to his and my new home place in the little cabin, and he was having a go at scaring me. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Needless to say, that cabin has been prayed over, and I have no more, I've had no more issues. I hope y'all enjoy my personal family haunting, and please keep the podcast coming. They are fabulous. Thank you, Tabitha. Oh my gosh. That is, you're probably right. so spooky. (laughs) Yeah. At least it was your family. Not some, like, you know, creep, but also why was he screaming like a banshee? Mm -hmm. That's that's really scary. No, thank you. If this is the first listener story, or honestly any like ghost-related spooky story of ours that you guys have heard, ghosts freak me the fuck out, and I am like, no, <laughs> thank you. So yeah, not a fan. Oh, Haley's not a fan. No, but that story was like, it, like I love hearing the stories, but also they terrify me. So yeah, <laughs> wow, that is crazy, Tabitha. I'm glad that you were able to pray over it and it's all good now. And hopefully he's just hanging out with you peacefully. Yeah. And that's so cute that your grandfather made you a cabin. Like there. Yeah. That's so special. I love that. Yeah. (sighs) Okay. Next, next story is from Misty. All right. Misty said, I just listened to the first set of listener stories. And after y'all read the Ouija board story, I had to share mine too. (laughs) When I was in high school, My parents let me take a group of my friends to our cabin in the mountains with us. We found our old Ouija board and thought it was a great idea to play. Disclaimer, do not ever play this demon game. Yeah. (laughs) That's, Misty said that, not me, but I agree. Yes. No, 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 no. Mm -mm. No. I can't believe you were in a cabin in the mountains and decided to play Ouija. I know. (laughs) No, thank you. I'm going to explain the layout of the cabin for a visual. It was small. There was an open loft slash bedroom area upstairs overlooking the living room. The loft had an attached bathroom. Off of the loft was a small deck with no stairs to the ground outside. Mind you, no one ever went out on this deck and the door always stayed shut and locked. We decided the best place to play the Ouija board was in the loft bathroom. Okay. Sure. That was me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We shut the door and asked this thing every question under the sun. One of my friend's mom had passed away when he was younger, and we somehow got it to connect with her. We should have stopped there. We asked if anyone had died on the land the cabin was built on, and it told us someone was hanged nearby. All of a sudden, my parents are shouting at us to close the door. Annoyed, I walked out of the bathroom to find the door to the deck wide open and the winter wind blowing inside. To this day, my parents swear they weren't messing with us. We probably let 50 bad spirits inside that place. Never will I ever play that shit again. It should be illegal. Misty. I agree. I agree. It should be illegal because it really does let in 50 evil spirits. Oh my god. Yeah, you guys should have stopped after connecting with your friend's mom and just been like, okay, this was a great experience. Goodbye. But And 
I would always be scared that like you're not really talking to the person that they claim they are because right. it's like I feel like it's like a demon trying to trick you or something. Oh gosh, I'm so glad it's light out right now because I am yeah. so thoroughly freaked out. So thank you for that, Misty. <laughs> it's still light here too, and it's 8 p.m. and I love that <laughs> summer vibes. But, yeah. Wow. Okay. Thank that you, was, Misty. That was a, a good one. one. That was a creepy one. Yeah, I love. We love creepy stories. All these. Whenever we ask you guys to send in stuff, like, really anything you want to send in, we don't care. Yeah. <laughs> we like the true crime and the spooky stuff, but send yeah. it all. Okay, so this next one is from MJ. Hello, this is a story that actually comes from way before my time in my hometown. On the night of March 1st, 1950, a choir group was scheduled to meet at Westside Baptist Church in Beatrice, uh, Nebraska. Okay, I was like, I don't know what N-E is. I'm sorry, geography. Nebraska at 7.20 p.m. However, at 7.25, an explosion completely destroyed the church. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. The interesting part of the story is that all 15 members of the choir were saved because they were all late to choir (gasps) practice. That gave me literal chills. All 15 of them? Wow. The pastor and his wife were late because their daughter had soiled her dress and they needed an iron... They needed to iron another. A high school sophomore from the choir was busy doing her geometry homework. Two sisters were waiting for said high schooler to come pick them up because their car would not start. Some people didn't even have a reason. They were just running late. That is insane. The stenographer was feeling, quote unquote, particularly lazy and was waiting until the, uh, the last possible moment to leave her warm house and was almost ready to leave when it happened. The pianist had planned to be half an hour early, but fell asleep after dinner and didn't wake until 7.15. At 7.25, a roar was heard throughout the town as the walls collapsed in and the roof crashed straight down. Oh my god. However, thanks to a broken car, some math homework, or a messy dress, all members of the choir were late for the first time ever. There was no suspected foul play, as the pastor had been there earlier in the day and had lit the fireplace. They suspected natural gas may have leaked nearby, causing the explosion. The members of the choir would go on to wonder at exactly what point a person can say, this is an act of God. Thank you so much for reading. Love the podcast. Note, much much of this came from an article written by Snopes staff in December of 1998, although I've heard different reasons people were late. MJ. Wow. I'm like speechless. That is, that is some divine intervention, let yeah. me tell you. Even if you don't believe in that, there's something going on. Yeah, somebody was looking out for them. Wow. That is like, that gave me goosebumps when I, all 15 members yeah. were late. Oh my goodness. That's, that's insane. Crazy. Wow. Yeah, that is so crazy. Wow. Thank you, MJ. Yes. Okay, next story is... Uh, from somebody who would like to remain anonymous. Of course, as we always say, you guys do not have to share your name and can remain anonymous always. But if you do want us to know your name and you do send a listener stories from our website, make sure you put your name in the name box because we've had a a lot of case suggestions mostly that have no name, which is fine. Like we don't need a name for that unless you want to be recognized. Yeah. 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 So just a little tidbit. So this person said, I have a couple of ghost type stories. First one. When my mom was in her 20s, she was living in a house in Southern California near LA. She had a couple roommates, both human and paranormal. The (laughs) first ghost was a little girl that would like to open drawers, hide keys, or throw the balls for the dogs. Oh, that's creepy. Throwing the balls for the dogs. (laughs) That is creepy, but it's also kind of cute. I mean, it's cute, yes, but also like, (sighs) okay. Yeah. The second was a Civil War-type ghost who would just sit in the corner in a specific Mm -mm. chair. I can't do that Civil War war ghost. That that freaks me out really bad. He never said anything. He just sat there. The third was an asshole. He was mean (laughs) to everybody. He threw things. He broke things. uh, He broke things. The normal poltergeist stuff. Well, until it wasn't. One of my mom's human roommates had a bunch of stuffed animals that she kept in her room. Well, my mom's roommate came home from work and all of her stuffed animals were hanging from the rafters by nooses. What? The entire house was empty all day. All the doors and windows were locked. 
so no one broke in and no one was home to do this. Needless to say, they moved out rather rapidly after that. Uh, I would have same. moved out that night. I that would not, day. <laughs> not have gone back to that apartment. <laughs> like nooses, no thank you. Yeah, that's really uh-uh. creepy. Oh my gosh. I know. <sighs> okay, second story. In 2017, my two brothers and I took a road trip to see our sister. Our sister lives in a 100-year-old house. The first night we were there, my brother and I were sharing a room. I was in one bed and my brother was in the other. I was laying in bed and had closed my eyes, and in my right ear, I heard a child's voice say, Hey, guess what? To put it in into perspective, the bed was in a corner, so the only thing to my right was a wall. After hearing that, I did what any responsible adult would do. I hid under my blanket because, you know, if I can't see it, it can't see me. It doesn't exist. Yeah. (laughs) I agree with you. Yeah. (laughs) Once I got my heart rate to come down a little bit, I uncovered my head. I argued internally with myself about looking to my right because look to your right and you don't know what you're going to see. Don't look to your right because you don't know what you're going to see. Yeah. (laughs) A moment later, I heard the same voice in the same ear say, yeah, okay, whatever. Mm -mm. I told the ghost that it was late and he needed to stop. The next morning, my brother and I woke up and were talking about the plans we had made for the day. I walked into the room my other brother was staying in and came back a couple minutes later. The doors in my sister's house stick in the spring because the wood swells. If you just close it, it catches the frame and that'll keep the door closed. But if you close it all the way, you have to throw some weight around to get it open. Keeping that in mind, when I came back into the room, I closed the door until it caught on the frame. I sat back down on the bed, and I was looking towards the door. The door then proceeded to slam. A moment later, the door popped itself back open about an inch. I asked my brother if he had seen it, and he had. I asked my sister if her house was haunted, and she said, yes, there's a little boy and a little girl. A couple months before they bought the house, the prior owner was high on drugs and had his kids in the family van. The guy was fleeing from the police when he struck a pole in front of the house, flipped the van, and killed the children. Oh my gosh. The only happy ending is that he's in prison. Well, that's good, but oh my gosh, those poor kids are haunting the house now. Oh, And that's, that's so sad. It was, the, it was his kids? Yeah, it sounds like it. It looks like it, oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, wow. That is creepy. That is really creepy. I love listening to your podcast. I've binged it almost nonstop while at work. Keep doing what you guys are doing. Thank wow. you. Thank you. But oh my gosh, those are both really creepy. Yeah, that was really creepy. That's so sad that these, yeah, like you said, it's like two little children like stuck in a time loop at their house or whatever. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Thank you. Wow. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, let's see. Okay, this one's going to be from Alyssa. It's a long one. Let's see. And we don't care. We like long ones. I haven't shared this story with too many people because it seems too crazy to be true, but honestly, I couldn't make this stuff up. My whole life, I have been in tune with spirits. I can feel them and see them around me. So I've become very aware of the energy around me and when it changes. The guy I was dating at the time had suggested going to the abandoned insane asylum that was near where he lived. That does not sound like a fun date idea to me, but I'm sure to some people it would be. I've I've done this. I have done this. Oh my god, um, Andrea. Yeah. <laughs> not on a date necessarily. I've 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 done it with um 
a guy that I was dating, but as a group, we we went to a an it wasn't an insane asylum. They that's what they called it, but it was actually like a old TB clinic oh, okay. or not clinic but asylum basically yeah so it was supposed to be like super haunted because back then okay. a lot of people died from it anyway not about me <laughs> um they were going to be tearing it down soon so he wanted to show me wait they, he wanted to show me it before it was gone we were both very adventurous people that never said no so of course we went we went through it together with some friends, and while it was creepy because it was at night, I did not feel any energy changes, and it ended up being a fun night of exploring. However, we did decide a week later to go do it again with a different group of friends, and as we jumped over the fence to go into the abandoned building, I instantly felt an energy shift. Instead of it feeling light energy, wait, instead of it feeling light, the energy was dark and sinister, but... Since I, wa- since I wasn't someone who said no at the time and didn't want to seem like I was checking, chickening out, I followed the group into the building. Before I move forward, before I move forward with the story, I feel like I should explain this layout of the building. It is a two-story building and a basement. Each floor is the same. Two long hallways that meet in the middle, essentially making the layout a big, like as a big X. The main staircase was next to where the hallways met in the middle of the building. As we walked through the first floor, I kept seeing blurred, dark figures moving around, walking in rooms and through the hallways, and I kept telling myself that I was just imagining things. But then I started to notice broken door windows with blood (gasps) on the broken glass and smears of blood on the walls, and I started to get really scared but stayed quiet about the anxiety growing inside of me. I wonder if you were seeing real blood or if you were seeing like ghost blood. (laughs) You know what I mean? Not ghost blood, but like uh, disembodied blood. I don't know. That's not a thing either. But just like blood that wasn't really there, but had been there at one point. Anyway, we decided to go check out the basement and there was a room right across the stairs. And I thought I saw something or someone laying on the ground beside a metal bed frame, but excused it like I had all of the dark, figures I saw as we walked around the first floor thinking my mind was playing tricks on me. The group I was with stopped where the two hallways met right next to the stairs and the room was where I thought I saw someone laying down. We looked down the dark hallways and talked about where to go next when suddenly we heard the sound of an alarm go off in the room next to us. The same room I thought I saw something laying down on the ground. Uh Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. we all instantly went silent probably peed your pants a little mm-hmm. <laughs> i just said that and listen too scared to look into that room again when we started to hear movement in the room and the scraping of metal <gasps> bed frame on the concrete floor no that gave me uh that made uh no <laughs> i'm so scared <laughs> We all just started to run down the hall, the opposite way of the stairs. We could see a room that had a door that led outside. As we got closer to the room, we started to slow down. Right as we got to the room, we could hear shuffling in the room right next to the door. I peered my head in to see if anyone was in the room, and as soon as I leaned in, the movement stopped. And as I pulled away, the sound of shuffling started again. And for some stupid reason, we decided to run back down the hall and up the stairs instead of running through the room to get outside. I was in the back of the group, and as I got to the top of the stairs, I could mm-mm, hear something running in the basement. No, oh, no, hell no. no. Running? Running ghosts? No, fuck that. <laughs> I heard it slam again. Wait, I heard it slam again. I guess into the wall by the stairs, start running up the stairs, and I took off running down the hallway to the front doors. I was filled with terror and feeling, and a feeling to not look behind me, but I did, and I couldn't see anything down the long, dark hallway, but as soon as I turn around, I heard the most demonic screaming growing closer and closer to me. The moment I made it through the front doors and into the moonlight, I felt slightly safer, but didn't stop running until I was over the fence and in our car. (laughs) I honestly can't tell you if it was all evil spirits or if there was someone there with us. 
I felt like my mind was playing tricks on me and questioned if everything I saw was real or not, but that experience was 100% real and makes me sick just writing it out. A side note that might not matter, but I did go back to the grounds two weeks later just to look at it and the whole building was gone, like completely gone and just just a grass field there, like it was never there in the first place. Oh my God. Do you live near me? Because this sounds very similar to the place that I was referring to, except for someone actually lit it and it burnt completely to the ground before the um, before the fire department could could come and and put it out. Oh my god! Okay, that is so creepy. And oh, there was definitely (laughs) something in there with not a person. There was definitely a spirit or something in there with you trying to I don't even know if they were trying to scare you or they were just like moving stuff around because especially when you said it like stopped when you peered in the room like maybe they were just moving stuff around and then it was like oh shit did I just like is there like they don't here? know that there's a ghost like people I yeah. like I don't think some ghosts know that they're ghosts and they're just redoing things like in their normal yeah. lives like they would do if they were alive so they see this person walk in and they're like oh hey yeah but really exactly. they're like a ghost But the demonic screaming, like, what was that? Oh, gosh. That was not, that was something, something very, very bad. And also so freaky that it was just like a grass field two weeks later. Yeah, like it never, did anyone else in your group, I have questions, did anyone else in your group hear or see these things or they were already out of the building at that that point? I think they were all screaming and like running. Yeah, they were all running. So like they, they would have. They had definitely to, heard like, the alarm in the bed. Yeah, scraping. Oh, I chills. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you, Alyssa. That scared the crap out of me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This next one is from L. L. All right. Hey, here's my submission. If you do another version of this after listening to your listener stories, I remembered this happened and felt the need to share. A few years ago, I had an amazing teacher. She was one of those teachers who would pause teaching to tell us about her life. She decided to tell us this ghost encounter she had years before. That, as I said, it was years ago, so I don't remember the full story, or the story to the full extent. She said this was right after it was, uh, right after her grandmother died. So she flew back to New Zealand, where she was born, to get, to go to her funeral. She was staying in her grandmother's old home, as well as her sister, and she was staying in the attic that had a huge window with some curtains. It was a very calm night and not windy, but she had a window open. She was laying in the bed that faces the window. She was just laying down and trying to fall asleep when she heard a whoosh that felt and felt weight added to the bottom of her bed. Mm. She opened her eyes and saw a grayish figure at the bottom of the bed, and it was her grandmother. I don't remember what she said specifically that her grandmother said, but it was something about how proud she was about of her and everything. She then disappeared, and when she woke up, she saw the window was closed and the curtains were open. That day, she told her sister, and her sister also said she felt her presence the night before. Aww. That's so sad. I know. She ended up telling us two other ghost stories that day, and she seemed to be telling the truth as it was near the end of the school year, so I knew her very well by then. Thanks for the amazing podcast, L. That's Aww. so precious. She definitely just wanted to come say she was proud hey, of okay, you. I'm okay and I'm proud of you. Aww. Yeah. Wow. Thanks for sh- sharing that, L. Yeah. I like that one. It didn't scare me. It was yeah. sweet. It was, yeah, it was sweet. Okay. This one is from Tiffany. It says, Hi, I love the podcast. Truly my favorite true crime podcast I have found. Wow. Aww. Thank you. Thank you. I don't think you guys realize how much it means when you... I know. It really does. We love it. We love hearing it. (laughs) Yes. Here is my story. I still don't know if it was actually paranormal or just a dream, but either way, it still scares me to this day. So back in 2015, I was living on campus as a first semester freshman. Our dorm building was 100 years old that year and was in Northern Virginia, where there is a lot of history. Ooh, I used to live in Northern Virginia. What? What school are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) I'm curious now. I think I might know. But anyway, this was also the first year that they had had the building be co-ed as it was originally an all-girls school. I always heard stories about the dorm being haunted but never really thought much of it. My roommate went home one weekend and this was the first weekend I was all alone in our room. 
I fell asleep and had the most terrifying realistic dream. In my dream, I was sleeping in my dorm bed and I physically felt someone or something crawl under the covers and hold on to me. Nope. Side note, where I am from, it never got too cold and we never lived in old buildings. So the same night, it was getting cold outside and the school kicked on the radiators. I had never heard a radiator turn on before. So immediately after feeling this figure crawl into bed with me, I heard the most ungodly noise come from the radiator, which I did not know at the time. I woke up sobbing and was so terrified. Oh. Oh my gosh. I called my boyfriend. It was around 3 a.m. at this time, and he tried to calm me down. Finally, after about an hour, I was calm enough to crawl out of the lofted bed. I realized these sounds were coming from the radiator and immediately, immediately turned the lights on. After that, I left every light on and put Netflix on my laptop while I tried to fall asleep. Been there. Been there. I still think about that night and get so freaked out. I can still remember the feeling of something crawling in bed with me. Nothing ever happened in our room that I know of after that, but it still freaks me out to this day. That is really creepy. Wow, that's something so creepy. crawling into your bed. That makes me think of like the ring or something. I don't yeah. know why. Just like ugh. there was probably just somebody who was cold and <laughs> needed some warmth. And then the radiator came on, and that was probably a whole other, whoops, a whole other feeling of fear. <laughs> yeah, that's terrifying. All right, thank you, Tiffany. There's a fucking gnat in here. Don't start oh that gosh. shit again. Back to the gnats. Oh my no. gosh. What a throwback for our 100th episode. <sighs> okay, this one is from Madison M. Another listener story from New Zealand here. Yay. Yay. I love, I we love, love our- New Zealand. Yeah. Um, we love all we of love, you, but we love New yeah. Zealand. We love our international <laughs> listeners. This is my mom's story, not mine. But basically, one day, she was driving through a sub- suburban area in a large neighboring city, and she happened to drive past the end of a long driveway. The driveway led down to a house, which wasn't visible from the road, but caught my mom's attention because there was a group of four or five guys standing at the end of it, looking around and acting suspiciously. Hmm. My mom noticed this as she drove past and turned around to go back for another look because she suspected something was wrong. When she went back past the driveway, two or three of the men had started off down the driveway towards the house, leaving one on lookout on the busy street. At this point, my mom really didn't like what was happening and decided to call the police. Good for her, because I feel like most people would just be like, whatever, not my problem, but good for your mom. Meanwhile, the man on lookout had noticed her car drive by for the second time and sped off down the driveway to alert the others that someone was on to them. When mom drove by for a third time explaining to police what was happening, the group of guys were coming down the driveway, deserting their attempt at burglary to escape. Long story short, mom followed the criminals around town until police came and caught them. And turns out they were attempting to burgle the house but confessed to everything once they were arrested. Your mom is amazing. She's a badass bitch, man. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that takes some serious, like, guts to do that. Yeah. Good for her. She said, unfortunately, this did not persuade mom to switch to a career <laughs> in crime prevention, despite encouragement from the rest of the family. Madison M. <laughs> yeah, your mom should be, like, a freaking, like, sound like, right up officer. her alley. Yeah, for real. Wow, good for her. What a, like, amazing person. A good Samaritan, like... Yeah, big amazing. time. And like Andrea said, a badass. Like, yeah, damn. badass. <laughs> she like gave zero fucks if these guys saw her. He, she was like, yep. uh-uh, She's you like, ain't getting nope. away. <laughs> yep. I love it. Thank you for sending that. That was awesome. That was awesome. Thanks, Madison. Okay. So the next one is from Jennifer K. I'm a nurse manager at a busy urgent care. We had a male come in that didn't say anything to anyone, just came in and sat down. He sat there for 20 minutes and I went to talk to him. I asked if he needed to see a doctor, and he just stared at me. (sighs) I asked again, and the same reaction. I told him that if he wasn't going to be seen, he needed to leave. He looked at me and said okay, then continued playing on his phone. His pupils were huge, and he seemed like he was high. Another manager was there this day and went to talk to him, and, and, and he ended up leaving. We saw him around the area all day, walking around the parking lot, across the street, and then we noticed he was sitting in a car about 100 yards away from our office. Later in the afternoon, I saw him walking through the parking lot with black aviators and black gloves on. 
Ooh. In six in sixty five degree weather. Okay. okay. That's weird. Yeah. I was getting ready to leave for the day and saw him walking back in the office, so I went back inside. He sat down to check in but didn't say but didn't say his name or birthday and then got up and walked out. At this point, I felt like he was he was beyond what we could do at an urgent care. So I called the police and kept an eye on his location. The police got there and he was quickly handcuffed and his car was searched. He tried to run and was put in the cop car. I saw them take him off to what I assumed was jail at this time. I then walked over to the police car and spoke with them about it. They said he was so high that he would have killed someone if he tried to drive. Oh, that's scary. Oh my gosh. I told them that I had been listening to too many true crime podcasts lately and they died laughing. Oh my <laughs> so, god. I love that. That is so me. I said they always say, if you see something, say something. Yes, girl. Yes, Jennifer. <laughs> so thankfully I called and hopefully he will get the help he needs. Just wanted to share that with y'all. Help me get the courage to say something. Oh. I wow. Oh my god. That is amazing. Jennifer. Also, Thank like you for yeah. Doing that. I'm so glad that you were, like, again, a good Samaritan and, and called someone because who knows what he was on? Probably some kind of, I yeah. don't know. What makes your pupils big? Ecstasy? I don't know. Yeah, something. <laughs> something, cool. yeah. Definitely don't need to be driving like that for sure. Wow. Good for you, Jennifer. That was Thank amazing. Thank you for, do- for saying something, and you're awesome. That Wow. Good job. Yeah. Okay. This is from Naya. Naya said... My name is pronounced Nias. I'm pretty sure I'm saying it right. I am so sorry if I'm not. When I was about maybe seven or eight years old, my mom and I went to H-E-B, which for reference is a grocery store. Yeah. I did not live, I or I did not know H-E-B was a grocery store until I met people that live in Texas. Same. Naya said, I live in Texas. We shop at H-E-B and it was a normal gr- grocery trip. Going around getting stuff we don't need and maybe a few things that are actually on the list. <laughs> Relatable. I was already scared that day because they had this mascot come out. I was terrified of those as a child, and that motherfucker tried chasing me around. It was horrific. Uh. Oh, that's not okay. Yeah. Anyway, my mom told me to go grab mustard on the other aisle. I had done it a few times before, and she was okay letting me go alone. So I walked my way over and got the mustard. And as I'm leaving the aisle, there's a small crowd at the end of it, so I try to squeeze through to go to get to my mom. Then suddenly, someone grabbed grabbed my arm and was literally holding on to me for dear life. Oh. At this point, I was fucking scared. I look up and see this wrinkly arm attached to an elderly man. Now I'm terrified because I had a thing against men growing up, especially bald ones. I started squirming and flailing my arms around to shake him off, and I started squealing and crying a little. And I guess I drew too much attention to him trying to fucking kidnap me, and he let me go. Oh my gosh. I ran to my mom and told her to never let me go anywhere by myself again. To this day, I don't go grocery shopping alone or go to an aisle alone. Legitimately scarred me for life. Wow. Uh, yeah, that would scar me for life too. That's so scary. Thank goodness. Just trying to like yank you up. That's so. Yeah. Mm -mm. No, thank you. Wow. I'm glad that you did not get kidnapped. Yeah, really. Okay. Next story. Okay. So I was around the same age and I was in my living room with my mom and oldest brother. I heard something outside, so I went to look out our window. I'm looking out, and I see a man walking up the hill with a big flashlight that has the handle on top. I live at the top of a cul-de-sac on a small hill. I tell my mom, and she comes to look too. I'm staring at this man who looks to be in black and white like the films, and I notice he really isn't moving forward, but he's walking, almost like walking in place. I realize that I've seen this man before in pictures. I tell my mom that it looks like her dad walking up with a flashlight. She is now confused and telling me that there is no one walking up the hill. Now I'm getting frustrated because I know what I see. She called my brother and he opened the door to look, and I'm still staring and asking them both if they see them, and they say no. So now we are all arguing because I legitimately see my grandpa walking up the hill, and they are telling me no one is there. So I turn to look at them and say, yes, he is, look. And when I turned back, no one was there. It was fucking creepy. My grandpa died in 1996, and this was probably around 2008. Wow. So by now, it's maybe a year later. My house is very openly haunted at this point. 
we named our ghost Fred. Love that. <laughs> Fred. So Fred was pretty active when I was little. He liked to fuck with me all the time. He would try to scare me, but never harm me. So his activity included making the house smell like cigarettes. No one in my house smokes. Throwing stuff around the house like cups and toys. And his favorite thing to do was to make my Disney princess kitchen sets go off. <laughs> so these kitchens are super cute. They had one for just about every princess and then one with the main ones. They had a little cookbook that talked when you flipped pages. The stove would make boiling sounds when you pushed the button on the burner and other things you have to move for it to talk. Every now and then in the middle of the night or when my brothers were home alone, the kitchen would talk. It would literally random, randomly start going off on its own. Terrifying to hear when no kids are home or at fucking night. Yeah, really. Yeah. Anyway, I was in my room one night sleeping when I suddenly woke up to a loud crash and my closet door shaking. I jumped so hard when I woke up that my entire body was trembling. I was facing the wall, so I tried turning around, but I was shaking so hard it was like I was moving in slow motion. When I turn around, I see all the pictures I had on the wall on the floor smashed. Oh my gosh. My mom got those hooks that you have to lift the picture up off the hook to remove it. So them falling down off the hook is literally impossible. I was scared shitless. Like never in my life been so scared. My middle brother's room was on the other side of the wall my pictures were on. The head of his bed was against that wall as well. He said he woke up with his head in midair and then it hit the pillow. What? He was scared because our dog, who was the sweetest thing in the world, was standing up viciously growling at the wall with all her hair standing up. He assumed someone broke in, so he grabbed a bat and went in my room to look. He saw me trembling, the pictures on the floor, and my closet door shaking. He went and grabbed me to go sleep in his bed. That was the scariest thing Fred ever did, to me at least. Ooh. Wow. What did he do to other people? I know, but oh my gosh, that's like, was Terrifying. he just trying to be like an asshole and scare you or was he like angry or, and the fact that your dog was like growling, going for it, yeah, dogs 100%. Whenever my dogs stare at something, I'm like, oh no, you don't like, don't, don't tell me there's a ghost in here. Like, no way. Yeah, really? Whew. No thanks. Wow. That was creepy. All of those. Wow. Thank you, Naya. We, oh, Wow. <laughs> Okay, the next one is from Maddie. It says, hey, girls, my name is Maddie, and this is a true crime-ish story about, not about myself, but about something my mother-in-law experienced in December of 2020. Enter my mother-in-law, Sherry. Sherry is a sassy Southern woman in her late 50s. Love yeah. that. <laughs> she is on fire for Jesus. <laughs> Bold, <laughs> extroverted, and unafraid. Sherry sounds, sounds like, like a wonderful woman. Sounds like a lot of women that I know too. Southern, sassy <laughs> Southern women. Yeah. She is also the most generous, warm, and loving woman I think I've ever met. This woman is very street smart, very wary, and always preaching stay frosty. Pay attention to your surroundings. Don't put yourself in a position to be a victim, which makes it all the more confusing why she did what she did. December of 2020, she went back home to Alabama to help her mother who had recently fallen ill and was hospitalized. One day after visiting her mom in the hospital, Sherry headed back to her hotel. She pulled into the dark parking lot and was looking for a parking space up front because that's the safest. And as I mentioned, this woman is very street smart. This is when she realized up front was filled with a bunch of off-duty construction workers, all men just hanging out in the parking lot. This made her uncomfortable, so after weighing out the situation, she decided she would take her chances with, the, with parking further out. She parked and sat in her car for a minute to text her husband when she saw a woman approaching her car. Red flag. The woman tapped on her window, so Sherry rolled it down. Hey, can you give me a ride, the woman asked. Red flag. No, I don't think I can right now. I'm sorry, Sherry told her. However... The woman continued to beg, and this preyed on Sherry's generous spirit. Aww. Sherry agreed, and the woman got in. She told Sherry that she just needed a short couple-mile ride to a Walmart up the road. They began driving that direction and made small talk. Sherry began talking about Jesus and how she felt her faith has protected her from any situations in her life. This made the woman uncomfortable. They drove and drove and drove, and the two miles turned into ten. Another red flag. A Walmart appeared and the woman told her to turn down the side road just before it because she actually needed to go to her friend's house. Red flag. 
Sherry turned down the poorly lit road. My mother-in-law started getting very uneasy at this point and was beginning to think she may have made a big mistake. The woman directed her to turn and then pull into a driveway. Upon pulling in, Sherry realized that this was an abandoned house. (gasps) Red flag. Oh, they must not be here. They're supposed to be. The woman seemed confused and began texting on her phone. Sherry realized all it would take is a car pulling in behind her, trapping her in this driveway, and at that point, there would be nothing she could do. Back up and turn right, the woman told her. Sherry did and began driving where she was told. She stopped at a stop sign in an, inter- in an intersection when the woman suddenly very frantically said, You know what? Never mind. Let me out of here now. <clears throat> Sherry was startled and said, Are you sure? And the woman said, Yes, now. Let me out. Sherry unlocked the door and the woman jumped out. Confused, Sherry looked back to the road to leave, and as she was driving away, two large black vans were hauling ass towards the abandoned house she just pulled out of. And that is the story of how my mother-in-law barely missed being trafficked or murdered. Oh my gosh. Wow. She went back to the hotel and called her husband in tears, so shaken up and horrified at how... She, of all people, let her guard down, and it nearly cost her her life. To this day, she believes her saving grace was sharing her faith with the woman in the car, and for some reason, made that woman decide not this one. Wow, it gave me chills again. Yeah, wow. Jeez. That's so scary. I mean, thank goodness she, like, was aware of it, even though, Mm -hmm. like, you said her, like, sensitive giving spirit, like, yeah, that's hard. Still, like, her being aware of it definitely helped her. Yeah, because you want to see the best in people, but some people just don't have good in them, unfortunately. Wow, that's so scary. I'm glad Sherry is okay. She seems like a wonderful woman. Yeah. All right. I think this is our last one for today. It is. But I think we have some more, so if you guys want to hear more of these, be sure to send more in. Yes, we have lots more, actually. (laughs) I was kind of surprised. I was like, yay, we have so many exciting okay hi i put fake names just because i'm no longer friends with some of those involved and don't want them messaging me lol feel that (laughs) anyways i love the podcast when i found you off tiktok this story takes place in a small village in the canadian prairies with a population of 5,000. i was 16 at the time in august 2017 and was going to this village for my friend's birthday her grandma lived in a cute little house out there that had a nice large yard that we thought would be fun to camp in while still, while still having all of the indoor luxuries, house luxuries. There was no Wi-Fi besides at the convenience store that was about a 10-minute walk away, so we were still roughing it a bit, lol. I totally feel this mm-hmm. because, like, that's my type of camping. <laughs> there was me, the birthday girl, her cousin, and two other friends all out there together. One night after dinner, when the sun was just starting to set, we decided we wanted to go to the convenience store to use Wi-Fi because we were teens and couldn't survive a weekend without it. <laughs> we hung out on picnic t- on picnic tables outside for a few hours since the store was closed, but we were talking and hanging out, just being goofy, running around. Once it was dark, probably around 10 p.m., we decided to head back to her grandma's because she was having a bonfire with a couple of her friends and we wanted s'mores. We started making our way back. The road back was pretty much straight with a slight curve, but we didn't have to turn down any roads or anything, just one big street. On one side, it was lined with homes and large yards, and the other was a big, massive field that held the community center, soccer fields, baseball, playground, and maybe another building. I can't remember, but it was pretty empty. We stopped at the playground for a little bit, but got bored quickly and walked back across the big field to the road to keep going home. At this point, we were about halfway back where the curve of the road was, so I suggested we walk near the edge in case any cars came fast so they don't actually, so we don't accidentally get hit if they don't see us. Unlikely, but I'm anxious. I feel you. <laughs> same. Yeah, same. Right when we started to move to the side, a car started coming down the road at normal speed, about 30 to 40 miles per hour, nothing unusual or crazy. But I got a weird gut feeling that they were going to make the curve. Mm. Mind you, it's a very subtle curve. Even if you don't move your wheel from driving straight, you'd probably still be fine, maybe just going out of your lane a a little bit. But my gut said no. I quickly told everyone to run to the ditch, and thank God I did, because this car came straight at us in the shallow ditch. Oh my gosh. We all jumped back and were split up. Myself and a friend were on the side the car the side of the car closest to the road, and birthday girl, cousin, and other friend were on the other side closest to the field. 
On the other side, the friend, let's just use M as their fake name, went to reach for the door handle, thinking it was birthday girl's grandma in the car, since it was the same car. And playing a joke since she was a younger grandma and had messed with us the night before by shaking the tent. Quickly, one of us stopped her, realizing it was definitely not the grandma. Mm. Mind you, M has self-admitted to being horrible at telling cars apart and nearly gotten in the wrong people's cars before, so this was not too out of character for them. It was uncomfortably silent. No one said anything besides me, who broke the silence by saying, what the fuck is going on? I was near the passenger seat, and the window was open. Inside sat a teen boy, an elderly woman in the driver's seat, and two more teen boys in the back. None of them even looked at us. They all were looking ahead, not moving. So I did the stupid thing and stuck my hand in the window and moved it in front of the guy's face, <sighs> saying, hello, what the hell, you almost hit us. Oh. When I pulled my hand back out, the car started up again and drove away. Nothing was said by those in the car, none of them looked at us, and they just drove forward and were gone. The five of us were left standing there so confused, we decided for safety to start sprinting. We ran as fast as we could back to the grandma's, and when we heard a car coming back down the road, we even jumped into the bushes, covering ourselves with the blankets we had on us to hide. It was just a truck of a neighbor going home that had driven by, so we got out of the bush and ran around the corner down the driveway of the grandma's house. We started all yelling at her, asking questions if it was her, or if she asked someone to do it, or if her friends did it, or anything, just wanting answers. But they also had no answers, and swear that they had nothing to do with what happened. Grandma had turned to friends on Facebook, asking if they had seen the car before, and there were no answers, since cars weren't very popular in the area, hmm. as it made more sense to have a he to have heavy-duty trucks, and no one seemed to have one fitting the description that we knew of. There were never any answers, and I still think about this all the time, because we still have no idea. I started getting scared that I just dreamt this event, and my now friend told me to reach out to some of those girls from back then. Luckily, I had remained in contact with one of them, which was M from earlier, and she was able to verify that it happened. I'm 21 now and still have no answers to why three teen boys were in a car with an old woman, why no one said woman, why no one said anything besides me, why it was painfully silent when it all happened, why they didn't even look at us. I don't think I'll ever have an answer. Wow. So scary. Sorry if my grammar is ass at times. I struggle with it, but love the podcast. Keep up the great work. Oh my goodness. That's so scary. I wonder if you saw like ghosts. Yeah, that's what I was thinking at first. I was like, maybe it was ghosts, but like a ghost car? Like, yeah. I don't oh, know, that's man. So creepy. Well, I'm glad that you guys were like okay and you were you had the gut feeling to say like, hey, let's get off the road. <laughs> let's dive into the ditch, hit. please. Yeah. Yeah. That is crazy. Wow. That's really creepy. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah. Thank you to everybody who shared these stories today. They were amazing. Yes, they were really good. We really like sharing these and the more you send them, the more we'll share them. So yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys um, for sharing. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here for 100 episodes. Yeah. And here's to 100 more and 100 after that and 100 after that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 100,000. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Do this till we're 80. <laughs> there we go. That's perfect. Yeah. That's the goal. <laughs> Well, thank you guys so much for listening, for being here. We love you. For supporting us. We love you so much. Your butt looks good in those jeans. Yep. <laughs> All of the above. All right, guys. Well, happy Friday. Yep. Happy Friday. Have a good weekend. And we'll see you on Monday. Until then. Keep, keep it, it human. human. Bye. Bye. <laughs>